You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Welcome back. You are listening to Were You Still Talking? This is Joel Albrecht, and on the show today, I have Antonio T. Smith, Jr. He is an American tech CEO and millionaire. Maybe the first on the show, but I can't say for sure. He's on pace to become a billionaire in 2025. Now, that would be a first. With headquarters on four different continents, he's creating 100,000 millionaires while giving away 1.5 billion by 2025. We got to get into this. Antonio is a passionate about artificial intelligence and plans to be the first person to create the master algorithm, which he plans to use to create a resource-based society that will completely eliminate the need for money. He is building a city where people of the light share and create harmonious society regardless of race, creed, or religion. His city will have its own currency and soon will become a resource-based economy. Uh, that's just the beginning. There's way more than that to this to this gentleman I have here. Antonio, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I, I, I sounded like a Baptist Republican hippie. <laughs> Isn't that about right? A Baptist. <laughs> oh, yes. But also, yeah, that's another thing that there was there's too many there's too many uh, words to read in your your various resumes and your the amount of uh, accomplishments that you have on this earth. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um and you're actually um nonpartisan Absolutely. Super nonpartisan. Yeah. Yes. You know, the Democrats know how to spend money, Republicans know how to make it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, They're they're both guilty on both sides. You know, in fact, you didn't ask me a question yet, but I was thinking about how recently with the the turn of Roe versus Wade, how when I was growing up, and I'm just 40, that the Supreme Court was above political swaying. Yes. Now that's no longer the case, right? Yeah, and that's and and for those of us who are partisan, and uh, I'm I'm on the I'm I'm further left than Democrats in in my way of thinking. Right. If there was a third party, I you know, if a third party could squeeze in there, I would be there. But I'm probably uh, you, I'm probably you know, would consider. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that yeah, that's a scary thing. That's a scary yeah. thing because they are definitely supposed to be, and in. In um in the entire history, which has been an amazing thing about the U.S., yep. it is for our history they have been above sway by either party, and and you know both um, conservative and liberal judges have both voted the other way because of how because they you know they followed the letter of the law more or less, and they seem to be swaying from that now <laughs> seem to be you're being kind <laughs> I, am. I am yeah <laughs> oh boy i mean I, yeah, yeah. i'm sure that'll come back up <laughs> <laughs> there, there are so many people doing rants on their podcasts and 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 on their new shows that i i'm like I don't really want to go there, but I will if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't. I won't shy away from it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's just unbelievable. So let's let's start off. Let's go back though. Let's go okay. way back. Um, you, your, um, the story of how you grew up is 
kind of a long ways from where you are now. So let me just just kind of start there. You were at six, I think it was, I think that what I read was at six years old, you were homeless and uh, living in a dumpster? Yes, correct. Is this correct? <clears throat> so I grew up in Galveston, Texas, and I was at 42nd, 43rd, something like that, and mechanic. There was this old, so I was born in 1981, there was this paper mill factory that had, you know, the city dumpsters, you know, the ones with the big city truck come with the little two forks and they dump it upside down and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I used to sleep it. in there. Yeah, I'm dug in yeah. Those. <laughs> you dug in those. There you I'm go. dug in those. There you go. Yeah. So I, I grew up, let's see, I didn't get adopted till I was 15. I got legally adopted at 15. So my parents are not nowhere near on my birth certificate. It's just one person. Actually, my, my dad's mother, actually my biological grandmother, on my dad's side, when they found out, or when she found out what was what was happening, she she adopted me because she didn't want me to go into high school with a chip tooth, and because I had a chip tooth at a time, and something else. She said it was some something, you know, something Jesus related. It was awesome. Whatever she said, it got me adopted. So I appreciate her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate her. But from from six to fifteen. I failed the fifth grade and the sixth grade back to back. I actually dropped out of school. I kept putting my, I kept forging in Texas. I'm in Texas and we got corporal punishment and we would, I would, I have no idea how they didn't catch me, but I would put my mom's name in like big third grader block, terrible cursive on the, you know, on the little school paper and write Linda Faye McAllister. That's her name. And I would do that, and I would check corporate punishment so it could look cool, as if I could get whipped in school. And the crazy thing is, I can't, I can't, I can't even think about how many times I got arrested for truancy. As if I don't know how we are, is if truancy in Texas, truancy is if you're not in school, <laughs> they arrest you for that. But I was walking to school; I didn't have a bus or nothing like that, right? Thing like that. And the only reason I went to school, I hated school, but I was hungry. I was, actually, I was hungry as hell, and school fed me twice a day. Let's let's wow, just keep it wow. all the way yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier raising yourself when someone else is feeding you twice a day, right? <laughs> there you go. That is just amazing. I graduated in eighty one, but when I was, <laughs> <laughs> just the difference between growing up in Oregon and growing up in Texas. Uh, yeah, I could. I just can't believe the stuff I got away from in high school. We, <laughs> I missed a lot of school. I still somehow graduated. Uh, I actually graduated from a community college, but anyway, I, I, I don't know how they let us miss so much school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, now they, they got us in trouble down here for sure. At least me. At least me for sure. I get in trouble all the time, but I got used to getting in trouble. Shit, I still get in trouble today, so there you go. All right, just just good kind of trouble now, right? This is good kind of trouble. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fun trouble. Fun trouble. And so it don't lead to partisism or, or jail. So first, yeah. before I ask you how you went from that to, to uh, being a, um, ready to give away a billion dollars, um, how did you go from hating school to getting two different degrees? I still hate school. I hate school. You still hate degrees. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I tell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still. But the crazy thing is I graduated president of the society with my bachelor's and I did a minor plus I graduated number one in my, my my master's level but i didn't like school i hated being lied to you know and, and i think that's right. 
interesting that you ask that question because you know this this universe finds different ways to motivate you and i didn't like that i was asking questions i wouldn't get the answer so i was like fine i'll go to school and get my answer you know that's that competitive side of me which is stupid competitive you know not towards other people but if you, you tell me i can't do something or anything like that i'm going to you probably shouldn't do that. I, I'm like Michael Jordan. I look for reasons to have an edge. <laughs> so, you, so that's how I got through school. <laughs> Just looking for that edge. For any, every time I showed up, I'm looking for a reason to, to prove that I belong here. That's amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. And you, how many, how did you go from that to now being a millionaire and having, you have multiple companies, right? Or you have a company with multiple businesses. Both hands. Both. <laughs> Both. Both hands. Yeah, I got yeah. multiple yeah. companies. I have, I think, I've got over 100 streams of income. It's, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's okay. Um, it's, it's all right, you know, for sure. I got, what happened was at, I was started a football team, or at least trying to be, I was free safety. And I made a tackle against a rival, and I, I broke my shoulder to where I was subluxation, to where it was popped out, but it wasn't in right, so my skin is just hanging there. And then me being... Ouch. Oh, it Ouch. hurt like hell, too. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah. me being me, I stay in the game because this is my way out the hood. And I, so I was a senior year. I got adopted freshman year, so I'm really four years old, right? This is like fourth year... I actually have a shot to get out the hood, go to college or something. So I'm not leaving the game. The next play, I tear up my shoulder. And there was this, I tear up my shoulder again. So I messed it up even worse. And now I can't feel my fingers. And I wind up getting, you know, major surgery to school, obviously paid for it. And now my senior year is done for, or my junior, well, yeah, my senior year is done for. And there was this speech and debate coach that took a liking to me. Michael Merritt is his name. And he said, you should, you should join, you should join the speech team. And six months before that, my senior year, I did. And the only reason he got me there, he was like, you know, there's going to be girls there. Cause every, the whole other time I was like, I don't want to do no nerd stuff. And he's like, there'll be girls there. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me reconsider. You know? That's so funny because that's the, that's the actor story. So many actors tell that same story. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And turns out I wanted to be really good at speech and debate. I went undefeated, qualified for state of texas and wind up being the number 11th speaker in in poetry and prose in the state of texas in the year 2000 it got accepted to every single school in texas because speech and debate has that kind of power at least in texas it does and then i say nope college is stupid it's not for me because i hate school uh-huh and uh-huh i like, join the army <laughs> oh, I joined the oh, army. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. joined the army, and apparently, I'm pretty smart. I score a 78 or a, yeah, 78 on my ASVAB. You only need 31. I'm going for a computer automated systems repair. I score a 78 on my ASVAB, but my GT score, which is like the army's equivalent of an IQ score, is 157. And right there, they tell me, no, no, you're not going to be 35 Juliet or whatever the hell it was. It was, they say, you're going to be military intelligence. And I go, what? 
What is that? <laughs> What's really, I never heard of this. I never heard of military intelligence. And eight days later, my literally my delayed entry program was eight days. It's supposed to be something like six months or some weeks. It was eight days. <clears throat> I'm now military intelligence and intelligence analyst. That's wow. at <laughs> wow. Fort Littlewood, uh, Missouri. And then one day these dudes with beards and camos come show up. And they they don't have on their BDU tops. And it happens to be special forces. And then I was coming out of two a day practices from from football. I'm incredibly intelligent. At least they say so. And then some other top secret stuff happened. Now I got a top secret security clearance, SCI, and become a special operations intelligence sergeant. So that's how the heck I got here. <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the little bit of humility in that story. It, I, I feel like I feel like you're just putting that in there. You might be intelligent. Yeah, I think you, you might be. It's possible. It's a little bit. A little bit of smarts. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you test well anyway. You really I do. Test, I, I test well. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I had no idea that existed. And when I became mm-hmm. special operations, and then they taught me how to do psychological operations and control large crowds and do other stuff that I, if I say, we both going to die. And oh, no. then, <laughs> yeah. Did you stare at goats? Did you stare? No. Have you ever you, seen the men who stare at goats? Oh, I love seen? that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> No, I never said it goes. I don't think I'm that good. I love that movie. But then after that, man, I got shell shot. I went to jail 13 times when I got out the military because I spent 90 percent. Oh, I joined the Army August 2nd, 2000. So you're talking about Operation. Well, what I'm going to say the names. 2001, September 11th. And then 2003. Oh, yeah. You're at 2000. That's like, I'm gone. I'm oh, totally boy. gone. 90 yeah. percent of my time in the military gone. In, in combat. So I'm 18, mm-hmm. 19 years old. Now I'm a sergeant. So I'm 20 years old, leading 40 year old men doing stuff. And then I come back shell shocked. And I went to jail 13 times in one year because I am violent. I'm just, I can't adjust. I cannot adjust. And I'm sitting in the jail cell. Uh, no felonies, just you know, public intoxicated, dumb stuff, right? You know, just mm-hmm. dumb stuff. And I sit in there and I go, hmm. I should probably do something with my life. Someone was telling you that there was, maybe this no. wasn't the best way to spend the rest of your life. When you the, make the same mistake in, 13 times, I think on the 13th oh, time, boy. you're like, <laughs> you're starting to, starting to hit home. Something was yeah. starting to click there. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, it, it just took man. 13. It didn't take me 14. It took me 13. <laughs> and I sit there, man, I go, so what do I know how to do? And I only have three answers. I know how to play spades. Uh, they train me to kill people. And I know how to control large groups. That's it. That's all I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know, I don't know how to do anything else. So I figured I'll figure out how to control large groups because killing people is probably not the best option. Probably and playing not. Spades, yeah. <laughs> doesn't work out again. <laughs> playing spades probably didn't have much money in it. And so I start figuring out marketing and all sorts of stuff and then computer programming and the rest is history i mean i I know we're laughing about this but that i think that's um it this is a problem a lot of people that come back from that situation have is they they just spent years uh learning how and killing people and 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 then they come back um to 
to uh, normal society, in air Art. quotes, and it, you know, it, that's not the same thing. It, it's, <laughs> a, it's a no. different world. No, no. Yeah. No, then when you come back to the neighborhood you grew up in, it's even worse. It's, mm-hmm. it's even worse because everything's moving slower. You feel like you're going backwards. I got extreme PTSD. I'm uh, incredibly proficient in, in Krav Maga, close quarters combat, so I can't have people around. It's just weird, man. It's absolutely. Then I got all this aggression that I don't know how to turn off anymore because they made me turn it on, <laughs> you know, they made me turn it on and I don't know how to turn it off. And now, like, even to this day, as a 40 year old man, I'm still addicted to adrenaline. So I'll sit in a quiet room and I'll be like, why y'all so quiet? Really, chemically, my body is like, hey, do something stupid. Let's Dude. jump out of a plane. <laughs> right? Oh, man, man. <laughs> But, and, and, and naturally, I'm an introvert. I, I just I learned all these extroverted skills. But I have to do something. So I have to super read a book. Or I have to, like, if I was a drug addict, I would be, like, the best version of a drug addict possible. If I was a loser, I would be, like, a professional loser. Like, whatever. There's no in-between. <laughs> <laughs> you would have the nastiest van down by the river anyone's Man. ever seen. Ever it's seen. No, no yeah. one oh, I had a whole mullet <laughs> and a shag. I had all of it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it, it's interesting. I was in a, a play about war correspondence. And so we had a war oh, wow. correspondent come and tell and talk about it from the university where I live. And uh, it's amazing because they like it, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, because of what you're talking about, because of this adrenaline rush, and they're not having to shoot at anybody, although yep. they are getting shot at, but they're not, you know, it's a different frame of mind. And they feel like supermen or women because uh, when they come back and they're still alive, and, yeah. you know, and they haven't, they've made it. And, and then they go back. This guy had done it for over 20 years. Wow. And he was talking about how when he would land somewhere and him and another person who's, who's more well known, they would instantly be surrounded by troops. Because they figure being next to them, they're probably not going to get shot. That's about uh, right. Yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. But just yeah. if, you know the what, the way he was talking about that environment and how different it is from it is. the from anywhere. I mean, there yeah. is nothing nothing like yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm even an intense parent. I'm an intense parent too. I've got oh, three beautiful kids. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like right after this interview, I'm going to take him to the basketball court. We play basketball every day now because my oldest, the 13-year-old, has somehow, he wants to be a basketball star now, or at least really good at it. Then the 10-year-old, boy, we're not going to leave him behind because why would you do that? I'm the middle child, right? And then my little girl, who is four, is like, I run the house, so you're taking me to the park too. <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I had him all at the park, and I was – like going through fatigue drills. I'm like, hey, no, we gonna we did like seven basketball games in a row. And as soon as my oldest started bending over, I was like, don't do that. Right. I was like, don't, don't bend over. And I was like, just your job is to show me you're not tired. This is this I'm this I'm telling my 13 year old. This is your this is your <laughs> <laughs> 
somewhere oh, there's a psychologist man. or your podcast going, oh my God, give me his number. Yeah, no, please give me his number. I, 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 he needs help. <laughs> so, so, so tell him a 13 year old, like, no, your job is to like talk smack to me. Your job is to beat me, beat me and stand up because this is psychological. And then once we finish, we're now this time we're tired. We both tired. We're missing shots, easy shots. So when the game was over, I, I call I call both my boys, buddy. I was like, buddy, what you missed was I was tired because I couldn't even hit layups no more. My legs couldn't follow <laughs> through. Right, so, right, right. You, you get it. So I was like, next time when you know I'm tired, show me you're not, and watch how much you win the game. It's just a crazy lesson, but I'm glad I taught it to him. Now, how is he going to apply that? You know, when he's 20, I have no idea, but he's got it now. Right? But he's, he's got, got it. it. It's in there. I, <laughs> you know, I when I was in junior high, we had a gym teacher who was doing uh, physical fitness classes. So now I'm forgetting what they call it today, but every everyone goes to these, pays tons of money uh, to go get beat up with um, uh, these fitness coaches, you know, <laughs> where they do all kinds of different types of fitness. He was doing that when I was, I mean, this is, he was way before his time. And you pretty much, we hated the guy. We all hated the guy, <laughs> but it taught me how to work out. It, it, it taught me the love, it gave me the love of physical exercise, which I didn't really have before that. And, and he yeah. would, he would drive us to, I mean, we were doing crawls back and forth across the gym. We were doing wow. sits, you know, up against the wall, all this stuff that I had never even thought of. And we'd all, yeah, he would line us up against the wall in the chair. That's what you call it, where you're sitting, sitting oh, like yeah. a chair, but there's no the basketball chair. Basketball positions, That's what I call it. it. Yeah. And if someone falls, you start over. Oh. And this was in junior high, so um, oh. it was it was not good for the guy who always fell. I mean, no, I, I, later I realized, oh, that's terrible for that poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one's liking him. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, it gave me a love for working out, which I can't do now because of a chronic, uh, several different injuries. As I'm, I'm older than forty. Well, <laughs> just a little I'm bit. I'm past you know, forty. Yeah. A couple days. <laughs> but yeah, that it did. That instilled in me, you know, I, I kept working out for until I had injuries later in life. But yeah, yeah. it really, it made a difference. I never forgot yeah. that. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like right now, my ankles are, are totally spaghetti right now, you know, like yeah. no cartilage. What if Whatever cartilage is going on down there, it's not doing its job properly. It's not even <laughs> it's close not to doing it. No, it's not doing its job. And I'm still taking them out and stuff. And then I'm going to tell them. After the game, I've already I've already like had the imaginary conversation in my head. I'm gonna tell both of them. All right, see, I could barely walk, so you gotta got you guys gotta keep going, right? Like, don't. But I'm trying to get a something we learned this special. I'm gonna say to to some top some top secret. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's, it, you know the second best thing to get in the guest to cry is to get him to say something top secret. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It's something they taught me with military training. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> is your body is going to try to shut down on you at 40% or your mind is going to try to shut your body down at 40%. So as soon as you hit some resistance, your body says, okay, as long, your, brain, your brain says, as long as you don't get to like you know, 40%, we're good. And that's, you don't even break a sweat at 40%. You know, that's that's, you know, most people in life are walking around here cruising at 30 percent, praying for a financial breakthrough, but, you know, not even investing 10 percent right. in their, their income in themselves. Right. You know, so that's yeah. that's just not going to work at all. That's not going to work. 
And they taught us once you get to that point, you've got 60% left. And there's a, there's a, there's a way that you override that. And when you do, then your body says, fine, if this is the new normal, here's some endorphins to kill the pain that you got going on. Right. And it's, and it's, it's, and, and you got to think about it this way. If I was homeless at six, down to that 15, I'm really an, 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 an animal really, because I'm like just Neanderthal, just wandering around the city of Galveston. <laughs> and then finally I get stuck into civilization. So now I'm Tarzan. And this 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 family of communicators, I'm like me, me, Tarzan, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do all that stuff. And then I join the army. I'm four years old and I join the army. And the army literally gets me with no mother, no father, not a care in the world, no emergency contacts, <laughs> super physically fit. The and- perfect soldier. <laughs> And smart. And smart. And smart. And smart. <laughs> that, that's why my that, delayed entry program was eight days. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, exactly. They were, <laughs> that's the perfect combination for them. That's Absolute perfect that's combination. It. That's it. It is. Well, they take very good care of me today. Yeah. So shout out to the VA. They take very good care of me today. Oh, that's good. Because yeah, I know oh, they don't always. They don't no, everybody. No, they suck. So they take they care suck. of me. Well, that's good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah. that, but the part you were talking about of we only use 40%, um, yeah. that the uh, the Wim Hof method is talking about that all the time. I don't oh, know wow. if you know Wim Hof. No, but, I don't, but I oh, like it already. Wim Hof. Look this guy up. Okay. <laughs> he does. He He's an extreme athlete is how he oh, climbed sense. to fame. He's now an older. He's now a lot older, but he has done... He has done these ridiculous runs in the desert. He's run up mountains wow. uh, naked, basically in a pair of shorts, but with nothing else. He run up mountains that you could. It, this should kill you. It yeah, should it absolutely kill you. But he told himself that it would not, and so he did it. And his now the Wim Hof method is basically it's a lot of it's a breathing exercises where you're taking yourself beyond what you think you can do, yep. and then it's. Uh, ice baths. So if, if you know about the popularity of ice baths, a lot of that is coming from him. That's that's wow. where it, it came from, is Wim Hof. And um, that's all about, he prefers to sit in real ice, like to go to a uh, an iced over lake and get wow. in the thing. And it's all, it, that's what he's about. It's like, it's wow. all your mind. Like you, you don't start wow. out five minutes in the lake. You start out just for a little bit. Wow. But it's incredible. It, yeah, he can, they actually did scientific uh, tests on him where his mind now works differently than everyone else's. Absolutely like, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it works completely. Yeah. yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. He's got parts of his brain firing that don't even fire for everybody else. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can like stab him a little, a little bit, you know, not like too much. I mean, he, he, he don't feel none of that stuff. He can <laughs> shut his, he can shut his heart down basically. He can sit in a bucket of ice for 30 minutes, which, which would kill some people. Wow. But he shuts down his heart uh, he, to where it's going so slow that it's like he's in shock. Wow. But he's not. He's fine. It, it's really, yeah. He doesn't so, need that much oxygen if he's doing that. He's, he's a bionic man. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, but I was born it, in '81. I got a little little yeah. memory about the bionic man. Just they, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but it's like you're talking about. You you've got capabilities 
everyone has this capability oh, yeah. it's a matter of being able to put your push yourself which i admit i don't i don't i'm not good at sitting in buckets of ice but it, you know <laughs> nfl no was desire. using these techniques uh, in the 60s right they were they yeah. were putting people in ice baths uh forever and it's yeah. just now becoming something that people know about I have no desire to sit in the bucket of ice. Any ice. I don't even like ice in my water. <laughs> like, you know, so I have no desire. And if the only way I would do it is someone would have to tell me I can't. And then should I there decide to prove them you, wrong? Yeah, yeah. Then I would sit there and suffer. <laughs> you would sit there and do I would it. sit there and do it just because <laughs> so no one challenged me you're gonna get like a bunch of messages now i challenge you they don't yeah exactly <laughs> now you'll, you'll get it if anyone was to listen to the podcast we'll see we'll <laughs> yeah, i know right <laughs> so oh well let me see there's so much there's a lot to cover here but one thing is you have been podcasting for a long long time you have a, a lot of yeah. different podcast episodes. I mean, how uh, it's one thing I like to, to investigate on my podcast because sure. podcasting is still new-ish. Like, yeah. how did you? How did you? You got started before it was so such a thing. I did. You know? I did. Yeah. I was, I, so, yeah. so my podcast is top ranked. We do about. I know each episode in the first thirty days would get something like seventy-five thousand downloads. That's not counting the streams and the plays. And so it was something, somewhere by the end of the month, it reached like a million, two million. So it's top rank. But it's not because I'm good. It's because I outlasted everybody who quit. Bang. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I, I mean, I think that's one of the big things about Joe Rogan is that, yes. for one, he was famous already, but he yep. podcasted every day and he just kept doing it can't beat that he just and he still does it he i mean that's it. incredible drive he, he got paid a hundred million dollars oh i still need to do it every day every day. why would i slack off every day every day yeah. so i do it and yeah so it, it's up there and it, it, i think we, we're approaching a thousand episodes pretty soon pretty soon for sure and that's actually a reboot of i actually started podcasting in 2012 wow, wow. 2012 when i started podcasting and i did and the the weirdest way, well, so I'm, I'm very eclectic. Like if I open up my Apple playlist right now, I've got Florida Georgia Line, you know, and I have uh, Avril Lavigne, and I've got Tupac, which doesn't seem to make any sense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, then I have, you know, some gospel, which really doesn't make any sense, then contemporary Christianity, and then I have some Gregorian chant music. I'm like really weird really weird the way I do everything. And I also draw inspiration from many places. And I was listening to the Bill Maher podcast because my commute to college, I started college 2011. And I, I went and I was like, man, I got to listen to something. This hour drive is boring. And Houston has some serious traffic. So I'm listening to the Bill Maher podcast. And I was like, man, this guy's really good. And I, you know, you know, Bill Maher, and you, you, you lean to left. Bill Maher is one of my favorite people, left or right. He he's really, one of my really, yeah, he's really intelligent. Yes, he's he really is. intelligent. He, yes, I mean, he sometimes is. he says things that, of course, I don't agree with. But yeah, he is oh, very yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Oh well, actually, some he has people on and kind of degrades people sometimes, which that, I, I don't that like. Maybe, that that made me stop listening for but, about about four years. It yeah, did. it did. Yeah, because yeah. that's not. Mm -hmm. 
a good thing. But he, <laughs> yeah. he's obviously extremely He's really he's good. Really he's smart. really good. Even when I disagree with him, it's like right. funny. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's funny. That's good. Yeah, but I disagree with him. I'm listening to his podcast. I say, well, let me try another one. And then I, I, I go find this guy named Andy Stanley. Some, some little guy with a $30,000, I mean, a 30,000 member church, five campuses, who has this little small dad named Charles Stanley, who's on everyone's TV, you know, preaching at the Big Baptist Church, you know, little, little, little small Big Baptist Church, little, on AB, yeah. you know, on ABC, you know, and I'm wow. like, who the hell is this Andy Stanley guy? And I was like, oh, my grandmother used to watch Charles Stanley, and he had this podcast to where he had his assistant. It was called the Leadership Podcast with Andy Stanley. And we had to, he, and it was just him and his assistant. And I was like, holy crap, I'm learning a lot in this podcast. Wait a minute. I can learn from podcasts because I was listening to Bill Maher for a commute. For but I'm now, yeah, yeah. But I'm now learning from Andy Stanley. And then I go to my assistant because I'm, I'm in business, right? I'm actually putting myself to school. I go to my assistant. And I say, hey, we got to do a podcast. And she's like super duper, uber, crazy introvert. And so I tell her, no, we're doing a podcast. As soon as before she can disagree, I put that noise cancellation headphones in. We got no equipment. I go to a little audio thing. And this is back in the day when Apple would only let you record or send off eight minutes at a time. With e- oh, email. right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hit record and I put the headphones by her because her voice is so low. And boom, we started the podcast just like that. She said, what is called? I say brick by brick because I'm building this as I make it right now. <laughs> right nice. Now. nice. Yeah, just like that. And that's how I got started. Because I was so inspired by a Christian preach, well, a, a white Christian preacher, considering I'm a black man with dreads, right? So you know, <laughs> right? You know, oh, you, you are, know. aren't you? Oh, look at that! Yeah, Hold you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let that in on you, right? Yeah. So th- that was just. I, I think that's pretty cool. How if you're open minded, you can really everybody should be learning from everybody. If, if, as a matter of fact, let me just say this, and I'm on my soapbox right now. If you can't accept opposing viewpoints, you really should keep your mouth shut. Really. Genuinely. I'm not saying agree with opposing viewpoints, but you gotta let people talk. Right? You have to let people express their viewpoints. You just have to. You just have to. Or it's not an argument in the definition of an argument. It's a, It's a monologue and we die over monologue we kill people over monologues but we tend to have peace when there's a dialogue oh that's good that's that's yeah that's really good i have uh, i don't um i tend not to invite opposing views on my show for certain i mean you probably have very different views than i do on a lot of things there's just a certain line I am a because contradiction uh, <laughs> for sure for everything contradiction <laughs> yeah. and that's good that's yeah. good yeah. i mean stay I, uh, on brand don't invite yeah. positive viewpoints on brand but you yeah. gotta at least that's the thing yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. Ha- i don't really have a brand i just don't want to i don't want my podcast to be about arguments <laughs> and about and and you know i the funny thing is um i can uh, cut out everything they were saying and just print what i was saying <laughs> and that's that no so good awesome. you know that's not fair so, <laughs> so, that means I'm so not- awesome <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree with you because everything is about the light, right? And, yeah, and I, yeah. It, you know, especially, you know, light bears. You, we, don't, we, we definitely don't want that. We definitely don't want that. 
Well, that's a big part of it for me too. Is I, I'm, I'm about a, I'm about you know trying to put positive energy yeah. into the world. Yeah. There's enough negative energy, yeah. uh, so that's a big part of why I keep doing this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know really why I keep doing this, but <laughs> <laughs> when people like you show up, it reminds me. It reminds me having yes. a conversation from you know someone in across the country. Yeah. Who yeah. is, uh, you know, very different than me, raised different than me. Uh, obviously, uh, amazing energy to talk to. It's, it's just, it, it's it what you. podcasting is, you know, it's what yeah. it's about. It's, it's yeah, we clicked in like 30 seconds, too. Yeah. We clicked in like 30 it's seconds. true. It, it didn't yeah. take long at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was hello, and that was. <laughs> that was it. That was, How it you was doing? hello, yeah. and hey, assistant, go get me some brown liquor. And when you said, <laughs> yeah, when you said that, that didn't hurt either. <laughs> Single malt's my favorite. That's <laughs> it. Give me some scotch. <laughs> That's it. it That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, um, but this is kind of a good segue too. Uh, when you were talking about it, do you? What do you? Uh, how do you react when Bill Maher is saying that um, anyone who Anyone who believes in any kind of spirituality is 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 some kind of voodoo. Some, you know, they both just, <laughs> here's the the crazy part is. I mean, it cracks me. I'm not religious, but I do believe in the spirit world. Oh, I, you oh, know, oh, I understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe in God, even though I'm not a religious person. Right. I, I'm not an atheist either, by a long shot. I you right. know. I, no. Do you do you by any chance know Michael Beckwith? I, you know, not personally. Okay. Not personally. Yeah. Not personally. Okay. I thought I may be in your travels, but he was a yes. huge inspiration to me. Oh, a, yeah. He's a friend awesome. of ours took us to his church. I lived down there. Oh, wow. And a friend of ours took us there to see the choir. This choir is amazing. You got to <laughs> see this choir. She was a singer. And I was like, the choir is good, but this, this guy's am- like mind boggling. Yes. Yeah. He is amazing. Yeah. He is his energy amazing. is just I, beautiful. I enjoyed him beautiful. in the secret, too. Enjoy the yes. secret. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Bill Maher is, is, I tend to like, so we're going to have, you got to, this is going to be like, if you're going to have a viral section of comments, this is probably <laughs> going to be the section. <laughs> Perfect. I, I'm going to contradict myself 15 times right here in this section for sure. I have, so my bachelor's is in Christianity, my minor's mm-hmm. is in biblical languages. And my master's is in theological arts of studies, and I'm not religious, and I don't go to a church anymore. So I'm already contradicting right there. Beautiful, okay, I love right? it. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes, I've written. I have a. I have commentaries that I've written that are in colleges. Yet I have no intentions on writing another. And I sip. I, I go out throughout the scholarly circles because I'm a scholar, and I just listen. And it's not that I don't like it, and it's not that I do like it. It's what I mentioned. I kind of slid it in there. I didn't like being lied to. You know, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what is the truth around here? Someone right, tell right, me, right, right. What, Pastor, yeah. is this yeah, the yeah. truth? Well, I can't answer that. What do I? Damn it, I'm going to school to go find out, right? So this is the only reason. <laughs> tell me the truth. <laughs> it's got to be here in these 5,000-year-old these books. <laughs> oh. So, I, so I go to church looking for the truth. Don't get it. I go to college looking for the truth. They're lying. So I'm like, okay, you know what? At this point, where is the truth? That's where spirituality comes in, right? Where is the truth? But it's funny because every time Bill Maher like, just attacks religion, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's kind of stupid. 
But then I'm laughing because he does it in his way that's clever. And I've boiled it down to why I'm so, why I'm so, I don't know if I'm good at it, but why I frequently am always with people who either hate people like me or just hate, period, because I love sound arguments. I don't care what you believe. I just care that you're willing to defend it. Oh, how and interesting. I, I that's, have that's no wild. idea wild. where that came from. I have yeah. no idea where that came from. As long as you have an argument, you stand for that. And you defend it without, you know, I don't know, whatever we, you know, like an actual argument. Not that, you know, that I, it's because I said so. That is the dumbest thing in the world for me. No. I, like, <laughs> you, like, you well, was like, wow, yeah. I want to hold your viewpoints here because I got a brand in this and I want positive news. That was a solid argument. And I like that. But to say, nope, because I don't want it. Just because I say what I said. Now, now you're one of those people lying to everybody, right? And I don't like that. If you present your argument and it is sound, then you know what? I'm not going to say anything about it. Case in point, viral note here. Donald Trump got on God dog on stage and said, black people, hell, you ain't got nothing to lose. Vote for me. And I went, why am I not offended? Wait a minute. Why is everybody around me offended? And I went, wait a minute. That was a solid argument right there. Like literally, I literally said to myself, hmm, so do we not have none of the news? And I was like, no, that's not, that, that's, that's not necessarily the case. And I was like, well, what is it? What makes me not want to slap him in his mouth right now? What is it, right? And I'm thinking this, this hard thing. And I was like, that's a negative comment. Why? And I don't like negativity. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it? And then it dawned on me. Oh, perception. A lot of people think that he is talking to a lot of people. And it woke me up because it made me realize something. It made me realize that truth is truth. If you're talking to people who accept it as truth, it doesn't have to be true. Now, we're not talking about objective truth. That's because this is not a philosophical argument. Not the ultimate truth. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, We're talking about uh, opinionated proof. Opinionated (laughs) And I'm like, man. Opinionated proof. I should, yeah. I should trademark that. <laughs> I should t- <laughs> you sure should. You sure should. That's as, that's as good as alternative facts, right? <laughs> and, th- and this was the valuable lesson I learned from Donald Trump, and I'm never, ever going to forget it. When he said that, and I, w- I was having a really hard time why everybody around me is offended and why I wasn't. And it's not, I didn't, I, I didn't like what he said. I, I don't like the plight of of uh, the black man in America. I don't like any of that stuff. But I'm saying to myself, there's something here that resonates with me and it dawned on me and I'm never going to forget it. I said to myself, huh, that's interesting because no one can prove him wrong because they're not trying to and they don't have the microphone. And I sat back and I said to myself, huh, so what's more important? The microphone being proved wrong, no one trying, or the mere fact that he keeps saying hot liners getting free TV time while everybody else is paying for it. And that right there, I said to myself, I get it now. He is strategically 
being a genius and we think he's dumb. I, I'm my, um, <laughs> you know, I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered about that. And, and, um, I pretty much decided that no, he's just dumb. But that's, that's, that's a very, I, I, I definitely accept that point. I definitely accept that. Uh, other than the fact that he's, he's, you know, he, he's lied about everything. Everything. If he had lost almost every time that he ever gained, then I would think differently. But no, and and that makes sense. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I think, I think we pretty much proved that it made a difference. I think it made a difference. And inflation, inflation right now is pretty incredible. Well, I, I mean, to the to the black man in America, I think it made a difference. Oh, a huge difference! <laughs> I think it made a difference. Huge and, oh, difference. And you're saying you don't like the plight of the black man right now? Is that what you're? Both ends. Holy. That's both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's Crap. both ends. So you have. Um, yeah. See, I grew up in the '80s, right? Oh. And okay. I grew up in the '80s. I graduated in '81. Um, in the seventies, my parents were f politically fighting all the stuff that we are now talking about 50 years later in the eighties. We thought, Hey, we we're you know, we got this under control. This is going good. And then the world exploded in the last two years. It's like, <laughs> right. it's not going too good. And I'll be honest, I see it from the Reagan era, oh, yeah. the Reagan Bush era is where this kind of stuff started. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm no, getting no, off no, topic. No, no. Well, well, you uh, know what? Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me, let me, I would love to respond to that because I just happened to be, I did a keynote somewhere. I don't remember where. Ah, no, I do. I was in Chicago. And it was a room. So I have a large audience of, most of my audience is baby boomers. I have no, I guess I'm just old and soul. Maybe that's it. But whatever. I have no idea. And then most, uh, a significant chunk of my audience is older white men. I have no idea how, and alpha black women. I have no idea how I've done that. Oh, the white men, alpha black women. I'm not sure where the connection is. Nobody can figure it out, but so be it. That's my audience. And I'm in the keynote and I'm somewhere on the left side of the keynote of the room is the Nation of Islam. And then in the middle are white bankers. This is, I, I, this sounds like a joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> the nation of on and white bankers are in the room. Yeah, right? exactly. Walk, Walk into, into a, a bar. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that is the truth. And I sit here and I sit there and I tell everybody, I said, I've been walking around for two hours before this thing started. And I recognize two things in this room. Number one, I recognize that more than ever, we are all one. I reckon this is the first thing I say. I say separation is an illusion. Number two, I recognize that since I'm young, the same people who raised me are the same people who are saying we're messing up the world. And I said, uh, do me a favor, everybody, and recognize at 40 years old, I have not signed in to act too many laws. None. Zero. Right. It's totally been facetious. And I said, also, baby boomers, you're the most lying to generation on planet Earth, number one. And then this is what I said this. And I thought I was going to get stoned to death with tomatoes, but they actually clapped. I said, here's the problem that I see. Baby boomers rushed in at my age to Congress. 
and they've been in there the whole time. The very because you brought a Reagan, the very baby right. boomers that right. got the Congress to start writing laws are the very baby boomers still writing the laws. And all it did was screw over baby boomers. You're the most lied on generation that has ever existed on this planet. There is you're not getting your Social Security. Your taxes are way too high. You just can't get it. And by the time I get 65, if Social Security just won't even exist, it just won't even be there. And I really and I told him we did it to ourselves. Well, I said, no, 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 I'm too young. You did it to yourselves. That's <laughs> what I told them. And I kid you not. They was like, you're right. And I was like, oh, great crowd. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we voted ourselves in and then we're paying for the laws that we voted ourselves in with. Crazy. It is. It's absolutely nuts. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's come, it's come to a point where I'm not sure who is voting in who anymore because of how our system has changed and how difficult it's become. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems I have with <laughs> politics today yep. is, and one of the, I mean, the, the politicians love this. I have a harder and harder time being a, wanting to be a part of it. And that's what they want because yeah. it, um, it is very much controlled by extreme wealth. And if you, you can't even get into, a lot of states you can't even get into local politics, but you definitely can't get into yeah. national politics without having um, incredible amounts of financial backing. Yeah, which well, is, in 2016, you know, I ran for president. I absolutely ran you for did. president. All right. I, yeah, I really that's, did. That's yeah. great. Way to I go. I really did. Yeah. Way to no, go. Well, well, I didn't win, obviously. Well, right. still, <laughs> still, you got in there. You yeah. ran. Well, I couldn't get to the debates because they have it set up. I didn't know this. To where like, we had the money, obviously, but you got to have so many individual donors plus a certain dollar amount. That's how you get to. So it's, you're right. Um, to your point, it's pay for play. Right. It's it's pay to play. Pay yeah, yeah. It really is. It really yeah. is. It really is. When John Stewart and John Oliver are probably the most reasonable voices in politics today. And they're not even politicians. And they're not even politicians. <laughs> uh, John Stewart has explained so many things to me uh, on his when he had a show. The, his new show is not quite as good, but when he had his, when he had the Daily Show, he would explain so many points to me that you know in a way that I could understand it, and and it was hilarious, yeah, absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Um, yes. Yeah. Hmm. And John and Oliver, John Oliver, whole, John Oliver, again, he's, he's genius. And he's, he's, and he's looking at it from outside yep. the U.S. So even though he's been yeah. here a long time, he's still looking at it from a different viewpoint. Yeah, and, he just became like know. a citizen sometime like January this year. So, so kudos to him. And yeah, I'm yeah. happy for him. Yeah, but I have a voice of reasoning. I think people like you on podcasts. This is why podcasts is. I think now you're in the golden area of podcast. This was like that. I think this is now the not the 2012. We were definitely the early adopters. I think this is the gold. This is like this is for podcasts. It's like Facebook's 2009 when everybody got on Facebook in 2009. Right. That's what's happening right now in podcast. The podcast has become the new radio, and mm -hmm. since we got so busy, radio is just as important in our lives now as it used to be in the 50s. 
Right. It's true, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because right. we're so busy right. that we want to listen to things on the go, even if it's video. We're listening. Phone is not pocket or something. Bluetooth. People like you, especially with the positive news. I have a. I have. I actually own a news station that's nothing but positive news. No, no. Well, positive and business news. No politics whatsoever. That that's how I'm. When you say these people say I'm nonpartisan, I'm not just nonpartisan. I'm like none politics. <laughs> none at all. Well, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I've i lately been medita- doing sort of guided meditations with someone named Muji. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of Muji, but he's... I, I think uh, I have. He's I, love, I, I love guided meditation. Yeah. And it, it's Eastern philosophies and it's about oh, how, favorite. you know, favorite. the truth is actually in the silence, right? Mm-hmm. The, the truth mm-hmm. is not... We're not going to get to the truth talking here. No matter how much we talk, we will not get there. It's it's in the silence. It's it it is within, right? The truth is right. within, uh, and which encompasses the entire universe. If you go far, if you get quiet enough, apparently I haven't seen this yet, but <laughs> I am told if you get quiet enough, you will you will see everything. You will understand, and that's where the truth is. And that that's what you know is we can debate forever. And that's a problem I have with, you know, um, presidencies and politics and, yep. and uh, governments is that there, that's not the, there are no borders. That's a lie in itself. Yeah, we really if you go to up. the Canadian border <laughs> and you're not at the border crossing, you will not see a line, right? You, <laughs> there's no that's line there. That's you fly over the country. There's not lines for the states. They don't exist. So... Uh, th- you know, that's a big problem to me. I mean, uh, people talk about being patriotic. I, and I, I, <laughs> it, it's patriotism. There was no such thing as patriotic in like 1750. There was no such thing. Right, right. That's when the it, age of exactly. the ism was, was happening in 1800. There's no yeah. such thing. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, patri- I mean, people might hate me for this, but sometimes patriotism is a way to get, a way to make people hate other people. You know, you, you it's, know a, it's a way to come up to to say someone's it's a tribal thing. It came from a hundred thousand years ago. We've always had this. Yep. If that other tribe is trying to get food where your food is, yep. you should hate them. You know? <laughs> that, that, that's it's really old. That's it. It's that's really it. old. It's really yeah. old. No, I'm glad you said that because I'm right. I'm working on a book. It's not it's nowhere in their house. So I'm not even promoting it called resegregation and i'm not arguing for resegregation but it's a fancy title it's going to catch attention mm-hmm. but the subtitle is what i'm arguing for the facts of the black oppression the facts of the black solution and the facts of the white ally it's a really good book i've been working on it for six years now and to your point about tribal activity <clears throat> the white ally is the most underappreciated person on planet earth as for, and listen, okay, so let me just let's talk about positive vibes. Here we go. Oh, ye people listening, <laughs> a black man is telling you who has a pure, a pure free thinker that white allies are getting the brunt of oppression and it's not fair. And, and it's not fair. And as, and as positive as possible, I'll say it, but I've got to walk through a painful, muddy, muddy line here. The moment you invite me to your podcast, they're going to call you a liberal. Number one, <clears throat> they're already doing it right now. You're used to it. 
But liberal, <laughs> <laughs> liberal today has taken on a different meaning. And I'm going to say this. And this might be the second time on air I've ever said it. First time on someone else's platform. And it's, it's, it's kind of this truth. This is the problem with the white ally. The problem with the white ally is the moment you attempt to help me, you get treated like me. And this is incredibly unfair because in order to create equality, those in power must create equality. Like my left hand isn't as big as my right hand. My left boob isn't as big as my right boob. Like you have to create, like spiritually speaking, to have truth in the silence, equality must be created by the strong. You're not allowed to see inequality and be silent. This is what we use silent the wrong way. And to your point, we use this tribal thinking. I watch it now. Now, this is me on the outside, like John Oliver. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. So mm -hmm. I have really good outside eyes. As soon as you say anything, we've, we've emotionally uh, democratized everything. If you eat meat, you're, you're on the right. If you say you're a vegan, you're a leftist. You're a libertarian. <laughs> you're a libertarian. You're a libertarian. <laughs> and this is so good because I figured out something on the outside. I'm not telling you I'm right. But we've, we've, <clears throat> as a black man, the war, nobody's writing laws to keep me out. They, they write laws to keep you out. Like, like you our competition, not me. I, I, I'm lucky, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? You are the company. They're writing laws to keep you, Mr. Joel, out, not me because I'm irrelevant. So the, all the laws have been written against you. And then we think about it. So every time they call you a libtard or something, it's almost a racial slur, not like the N-word, but the N-word lover. As if you, it is, it is indeed, because the people that made up that term are, are, um, I'll just say it, racist assholes. I mean, this, there you go. This came, <laughs> this, this word was made up as a way to piss people off yes. and to divide people. I mean, it's, it's no. you know, it, it's all about dividing people, no matter who we are. The more divided we are, um, the more that the one side thinks they have more power. And it's about power, too, yes, because, of course. you know, Everyone wants power. That's that's what it's all about. Get more power, more power, more power. And it's more power. I know. Like, like they, they throw the leftists around and the libtard. Yeah. And it's genuinely like they're yeah. marking you to say, oh, he's with Antonio. Oh, exactly. Right? It's, it's true. And, it's well, true. and those laws that you're talking about that keep me out, there are laws that they're like the, the whole political correctness movement. See? This is something yep. that is um, gone way off the rails, <laughs> way off the rails. I mean, there was there are college professors being being basically demonized for teaching facts because those facts aren't politically correct. And, and it's uh you know, this is nuts. I, I, that's where that's not liberal. That's not no. liberal at all. That's no. stupid. That that is stupid. <laughs> and uh, but the fact that the there are laws that ha that were made in the '60s, and so you could get a job. 
Mm-hmm. So you could go to school at all. So you could go to a college. Um, the fact that those laws had to be made is, to me is terrible. It's terrible that they had to be made. But it was a way, so you know, so that everyone could have a chance. Um, and now it's gone. It, it, some people think it's gone too far, and and it makes it so I don't have the same chance. But it, it that's not really true. It's I could, not. I could have joined the army. I could have gone. <laughs> I could have, it's not true. You know, it's absolutely it's not, not true. true. <laughs> yeah. It's not true. No, and it's not no. fair. It's and, not fair. To, yeah. It's not fair to you. And, and here's the deal. You're not allowed to say it's not fair to you because if you do, well, then you're being spoiled, right? <laughs> so, so on one hand, to be friends with me or to say gay rights or whatever, whatever, whatever gets you called the leftist, right? Whatever gets you called that, you're white, you don't know. Don't take much. <laughs> don't take much <laughs> at all. And, and, and the argument, if this is, I'm, I'm like, so, I'm going to so defend all white people right now, right? The, like the deal is, at least all white people on the left, the deal is, and this, and this again, this is like very positive. You are wrong because you know better. You should be one of us. And so now you have to choose what is one of us. Is one of us like not being positive? Is one of us creating invisible borders and stuff like that? Like it doesn't make any sense. And then so you say, okay, then so I won't be, I, I will think for myself. Oh, you're going to think for yourself, you leftist, you libtard. So you can't, you can't, you genuinely, if you're, you're, you're too white to be accepted by black people because I don't trust you. And then you're, too left to be accepted by white people. Like you, you can't do anything right. <laughs> you genuinely can't do anything right. And I have a whole section of the 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 book when I'm talking about this because I work with a lot of. Uh, in my case, I got opposing viewpoints. I I work with a lot of people who who never would have anything in common. When we get something in common, right? When you have a set of ideas and beliefs. And you want change. You want to raise the collective consciousness of this world. You, you, you can't really do that talking to whoever you look like. It's like trying to be a bridge with footings. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You want to be yeah. a bridge with footings on one side of the ravine. That's not a bridge. Right, <laughs> right. Well, it's, a, a lot of people had, um, a lot of people, including myself, had yeah. problems with the Black Lives Matter movement for that reason. Mm-hmm. They came up with these slogans that no one understood and they decided they had to keep them because no one understands them. <laughs> and th- that's what it seemed like. It's like, <laughs> they, they, yeah. if you have to explain your movement, you need to come up with something that's, that Fair makes enough. more sense to people, you know? Man, something you that makes a, more sense. You bring I mean, up a really good point, man. You are huh. on it right now. <laughs> you are on it right now. I'm saying, like, like, Black Lives Matter was intended to be like Black Lives Matter 2. Right. But then right. propaganda, because yes. this is how you kill things real quick. Yep. Then it was like saying, oh, no, just Black Lives Matter. So now we got blue. And once the Blue Lives Matter came out, it was it was over. It was over after that. It was completely over. Now, and I'm not I'm, I'm a veteran. So I'm obviously pro police. You know, some stuff just makes sense. I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. That does not mean mm-hmm. I'm not also pro black. And it does not mean. I'm not also pro-white because I think I'm spending more time defending white people right now than I have even defended the plight of the black man, right? You can be all these things with no problem because when you're about, as this podcast is, and I listen to, I told you, I listen to three episodes, 
It's all about positive vibes. That kind of means being positive, not positive to who I feel like I like or not say, oh, God, save this person because I like them. No, <laughs> like, you know, you have to do all these people. It doesn't matter if you disagree with me. Do I like to do disagree with me? No, my ego hates that all the time. Would you ever know it? No, of course you won't know it because my job is to value harmony over my ego. It's about people. It's about people, right. not what color that right. person is or what nope. religion that person is or nope. what they're following. I mean, unless they're KKK, but that's a different story. Well, you know, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I mean, know, I I'm have to agree with you on I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me take off line. my little jacket on that one right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I draw the line right no, there, too. Hold that's on a little one different. Minute, yes. But it's about yeah. people. I mean, even Homeland I mean, Security draws the line on that one. You know, <laughs> it's true. Oh, it yeah. It's one of their yeah. biggest, biggest threats right now. <laughs> yeah. One of their biggest threats. But yeah, I've always, I've always liked that. That saying that um, you know, be kind to people. You don't know what they've been through. You know, you you don't know what their story is. You don't know what they've been through because all of us are going through something. Um, and and so it's yeah. No, and, I agree. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are one hug away from suicide. Right, a lot. Yeah, of people. yeah. You yeah. have no idea yeah. when you man. That's that's uh, yeah. We 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 might want to stay off that subject, but just if you are thinking about suicide. Just, just, just reach out. Somebody has a hug for you, right? We'll extend you six minutes. I can't promise you six hours, but I give you six minutes. And then six yeah. minutes from now, I give you another six minutes. Right? That <laughs> is a, it's a beautiful thing. I got. Uh, I had a, a comedian on my podcast who does comedy about suicide. Believe it or not, wow, nice. And and uh, he is, he puts his phone number out for anyone who yep. needs to talk to call. He is a what? Did he, how did he put wow. it? I can't remember how he put it, but he thinks of suicide as a way out of problems. And I I don't like yeah, no. it's always on his mind as wow. you know I've got this stuff going on. Well, I could just kill myself. Yeah. And it's serious though. It's not like no, I get uh, it. Yeah. You know, it's a serious thing. So he is always um, open to people like calling him night or day. Which is amazing to me because he, uh, he's, you know. Yeah, I know I do the same thing. Yeah. My not just on suicide. That's not my gift. That's mm -hmm. totally not my gift. But I know how to make money, and what I do, I made myself famous by making money and making other people money. So my number is public everywhere. Like if you go on any of my social media, if you just Google my name, you're going to see my number, and I answer every text. I have a whole. So I've got two phones. Here is my private phone, the iPhone something's fancy. I have no idea what it Some, is. It's iPhone something. Yeah, it's like 12, 12 or 13. I don't know which one we're on right now. And then here is the little smaller iPhone, right? The little smaller one. That's just what I call a fan phone to where oh, you, great. everybody messes me. You can ask right. me any 90%. And this is the, this is not the kind of truth. 90% of everything that I sell and do is free. No, listen, anybody you who want to buy from me, you really don't have to. If you just go to my YouTube page or my podcast, I give it all away for free. You really do not have to buy. I'm just like the worst sales pitch ever. You do not have to buy from me because my now, now we got we crossing the spirituality. I've so I believe in reincarnation. So I'm just gonna put myself out there, right? Right. And and I've incarnated on this planet to create heaven on earth 
The reason I'm giving away was 1.5 billion, whatever you said, because I give away 90% of all my wealth. I genuinely do. No, like right. So my company has four major missions to end world hunger, to create 100,000 millionaires, to end the student loan debt crisis, and to make people who cannot sell whatsoever become the number one salespeople on planet Earth. A lot of that comes with technology or just classes or something. Right now, I'm teaching on one of my platforms, Python. And, and, and I'm not even like, it's $5,000 for like four years. Don't even trip. I'll give it to every last person coming to your podcast for free. Like, I don't, the only way I know how to say this, because I, I, I haven't figured out another way to say it, but God has been good to me. Like, I, until I figure out another way, way to say it. I don't, yeah. Good I, way to say it. Yeah. I don't know it's another a very good it, right? way to say it. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am nowhere near millionaire status although with the home prices the way they are i'm getting wow. there oh, yeah. but uh, you, you, you'll be there you'll be there in two weeks I'll be there <laughs> you'll be there in two weeks unbelievably <laughs> but i still have the same feeling that god has been yeah. good to me i've, I've been very very fortunate and um Absolutely. you know that's a, a i do attribute a lot of that to um Period. you know there's something there's the something going of, on of yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, and, yeah and the power and absolutely i'm yeah i'm glad that you started talking about the hundred thousand you're creating a you're trying to create a hundred thousand millionaires you hope to be a billionaire by 2025 that's very interesting to me and you want to give it away um this yeah, is interesting for two reasons one the stock market was created to put money back into society that's why they made a stock market so yes. that you you would raise money to pour back into society basically mm -hmm. um and it has completely changed so now people are just raising money to i can't say steal mm -hmm. because it's i don't really believe in prosecuting people for success but they're just raising money to raise money fair just, enough that's just, just a fact we got yeah. snapchat has never recorded a profit Netflix is right. $25 billion right. in debt, right? Yeah, anyway. So, what about yeah. Tesla? Have oh they recorded a profit yet? Have Not they made yet. any money yet? Not Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is in, they sell more Bitcoin, or they have more Bitcoin than they do Tesla profits. But anyway, keep going. That, you, you're on it right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, but, that, um, but that is my, uh, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff out there about um, billionaires being evil, you know, and it, it, it being a, and, and I am oftentimes I, of that same thinking that um, how can you make billions of dollars? How can you not be pouring that in? And this isn't everybody, but there are a lot of people who are billionaires with companies that are paying minimum wage, um, you know, or the, or the company's doing nothing. Like it's not, not contributing really. back to society. And it just, oh, I just keep, you know, there's more billionaires now than there's ever been in history. Well, that's partly because of the, the way the, the dollar is, the way the economy is. But it's still, I'm just flummoxed by how people are so against paying other people. Okay. <laughs> They're so I'm against helping other people. You know, they don't want to raise, raise the minimum wage. <sighs> if you are making billions and you take away a billion, it won't hurt you. <laughs> 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 well, I can't Scrooge McDuck and swim through my golden coins like the 90s cartoon, right? You know? <laughs> my, 
my money mattress will get it won't be soft enough. My- <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so glad you brought that up. And this is all. Everything I'm about to say is verifiable. This morning. On my YouTube channel, if you just type in the AT, like the as I'm, I'm from Texas, mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard the letter D, the T H E. You get a Texas draw. You, you hear when <laughs> we talk weird. The ATS Antonio Theodore Smith Jr. Because I'm a junior. The ATS Jr. You'll find on YouTube on YouTube right now, just this morning. So, and, and what I happened in, when the pandemic started in 2019, I opened up my company. And I start streaming on YouTube and I start, I said, listen, the pandemic is making me filthy rich. This is exactly what I told everybody. And I told them, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the doors of my company and y'all can steal everything. This is exactly what happened. And it's on YouTube. This, this is, I'm not putting nothing on it. It's on to YouTube. It's completely documented. It's on my podcast since, since April, 2019. To today, I still do a free morning call that has become, it, was, it used to be 30 minutes. Now it lasts like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours because people are getting it because I'm giving away so much information free. And just this morning, I said, you know what? It's about 27, 37 of you that keep coming. This is what I'm going to do. I started a company. I started an e-commerce company that picks five people a month raises $5,000 per person, so $25,000 a month, I'm not on that list, and I'm giving away $5,000 a month to, the member, to, to these non-staff people. The minimum wage at my, my company is $22 an hour. The janitor, for God's sakes, makes $22 an hour. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Well, he We're deserves so- it. He's the one cleaning <laughs> the shit. <laughs> you are facts, right? <laughs> facts. We got one year maternal leave for women. Beautiful. That's Paid beautiful. maternal yeah. leave. I'm so freaking leftist when it comes to treating people, right? Like, when it comes to making money, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, these taxes. So, wait a minute. You know, my Donald Trump is coming out. My <laughs> Donald see, Trump is coming out. <laughs> I don't get that side of it either, but I understand that, you know, I understand when you see how government works, how hard it is to let any any of your money go. But you're doing what you're doing, what the the government is not doing now. You're trying to give I'm to spread the wealth. That's the word. Spread I'm the wealth. You're trying to do a real trickle down economy, trickle which down. didn't work in in the political world it was a right. joke but you're trying to do it for for real for absolutely for all real. documented and that's amazing the, yeah i appreciate it's it it's beautiful. documented on the internet this is a hundred percent verifiable facts you see me live sometime you'll hear me cuss and be like this is some bullshit we need to fix the middle class and you would literally and you would hear me go on a rant about how we are mistreating baby boomers and i hate it you know as a matter of fact baby boomers this is for you today you would literally see me do something like this all on the internet. It's hundred percent, and, and, and we talk about years of documentation of me acting like this. This isn't. I'm not doing this for this podcast. Like this is years, right, of documenting this here, because again, that's I don't know how to say this in a politically correct way. So I went from God is good. So I had to say I'm going to say something bad, but somehow it's going to be positive. I'm not shit. I don't own shit. 
This isn't mine. I am a steward of this life. And I'm not allowed to tell you to tie 10% and then prostitute you for the 90%. This is inappropriate. This is, this is completely inappropriate. If I don't teach you how to give while I'm giving first and more, then I'm, I'm genuinely not doing what I'm supposed to do on this planet. And so when me giving one point, uh, literally, like we pay student loan debts. We just, we just, and, and here's the crazy, Joe, here's the crazy thing. I'm not doing this to like some 501c3. No, 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 no. This is, we got, like right now, I got one company with 27 bank accounts. And all 27 what? bank accounts. How do you keep track of that? Uh, they're under the same bank and I get to look at the okay, list. Okay. Yeah, I get to look at the list, right? <laughs> I get to look at the list, but sure, technology, right? Ooh, here's the deal. All 27 of those accounts are for giving money away. And, and here's, so you say, so what's the qualification of talking to giving money away? Are you breathing? And are you trying? Because if you're not trying, that's got nothing to do with me. That's somebody else's ministry. That's nothing to do with me. That's somebody, I'm not saying you have to try. I'm just saying if you're not trying, I'm going to overlook you. That's me. Like I've got a scholarship foundation that gives scholarships for people starting at 27 years old. Not 18, not hmm. 19, 27, because I didn't get my shit together, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right? So, but this is you're right this is that's real uh that's true leftist that's that's oh, a, a true so that is actual yeah. socialist thinking uh, which, yes, which is which is what i <laughs> would like to see happen i mean if, if there was just a handful of billionaires who had the same idea then um the the world could be could be a, a much better place i mean I, I know that uh i know that bill gates has given away his money yeah and, yeah and, uh, he's gonna you know, fall off the richest people in the world list real soon he should yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mc, yeah. Uh, mckenzie bezos too uh, jeff mm-hmm. i, I hate to say yeah. jeff see this is my left side coming out jeff bezos s wife seems so awful to say she has a name she's a person but she's like donating plenty yeah. Of money away. Yeah, no doubt. And like, it's not I just anger this. over the divorce. She started before they divorced. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> just <laughs> anger giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm take this money. Yeah, right. No, no that started before. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah. amazing. No, no, I, I don't deserve any. Well, so that's a contradiction again. In one respect, my so my left side said, no, 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 that's not. My right side, no, I'm not sure which side. One of these sides say, I don't deserve it. The other side says it's no, because I keep getting it because I truly feel like I deserve it, but I don't deserve to keep it. Like abundance is meant to be shared. And yeah, that's, that's what I've always believed. And I think people would be much happier if they shared their abundance um, because many people share abundance at every level. You know, there's, there, there's people who have nothing but are going to share it with you if you show up on their doorstep. They're, yeah, absolutely. They're going to share absolutely. it with you. I mean, you got it. I mean, listen, it's, it, I know. I, I'm sure somewhere out there, there's 15 dudes I could think about freely sharing an STD, knowing they're positive with something. I can at least for every 15 of those people. Right? <laughs> sharing it with without remorse. <laughs> what are you thinking about it? 
People share monkeypox right now freely. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we, I've seen viral videos of people coughing COVID on people, right? Oh yeah. Oh, I could at least, ouch. I could at least share my knowledge. My, I just wrote a, I just wrote a whole book, and I'm only saying it because we publicly did it. I just wrote a whole book for somebody and gave them the book. And then took my name off it, put their name on it, and said, 100% royalties is for you. I just took two people, and I don't want to say I, because I sounds bad. The light allowed me. There you go. There you go. The light has allowed me. I just took two people and win a contest. And just money, 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 money. But it's not money. It's not that, it's not that I'm money motivated. It's just that I understand that if we keep mistreating the middle class, the world is going to go to hell in a handbasket fast, 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 because and we like to say this. The economists love to say, well, you know, middle class is the backbone of the economy. Yeah, well, you don't mean that. Like, you mean the nurse is a backbone of the hospital. You don't mean it that way. You mean. The middle class is the backbone of the economy because they pay more of the taxes. That's the way you mean it. And they do the majority <laughs> of the work. Exactly. They do the majority yeah, yeah. of the labor, uh, whatever that labor might be, whether it's behind a desk or real oh. world labor. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're so, you, so you understand. Yeah, yeah. you completely understand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We have to, and this, this is a deal. I'm not, I come from the poor classes, no doubt about it. I come from two different Americas where, like, I don't even feel like I got two sides of me. I feel like an American because I fought for my country, but I don't feel like I grew up an American because I grew up in extreme poverty in America. So my nation is poverty. It's not American. That doesn't mean I'm not loyal to the flag or that because I was joined the army. It just means that when you think of like if I, if, if I say if I say if, if everybody if I say oh, everybody close your eyes and think of an American, I'm going to think of a white guy with a five o'clock shadow. Like I'm not going to think of a black guy. Or Mexican guy, any guy. I'm gonna think of a white guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because my programming, which is respectable, everybody has it. I'm not gonna think of myself as an American, but that's you know that's hard for people to understand because they're not a black guy with dreads that freely gives around money and takes out trash for women and stuff, right? You're not gonna understand me because of that. But we have to enjoy sharing abundance because, and then just take an orange tree. If you have an orange tree. And you say, oh, oh, shoot, this is Antonio. I got an orange tree. It's mine. And if I eat all oranges, I'm going to die of orange toxicity, which somehow, <laughs> strangely, is a real thing. Like, that's, that's, wow. that's, that's uh, a that's real thing. Because <laughs> yes. it's, it's so acidic. Uh-huh. I say, all right, oh, right. You, right, right. So I'm so fine. I'm going to keep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat what I want and keep the oranges. I'm not going to share them with nobody. Okay, so the oranges, the universe is going to knock those oranges to spirituality. Want to knock those oranges with the third law of thermodynamics, well, second law, most importantly, entropy of thermodynamics and put them back into the ground, which they came from. So I'm going to lose the orange tree. The orange tree is going to become barren. So if I can't eat them all and I can't save them all, then the only option is share them all. That, that is, that is, what could be more positive on this podcast than that point right there, right? You, you have to share abundance. But then what we do is we create laws. Well, you know what? Well, well, let's see. 
this is a DeSarno cup. So DeSarno Publicans, not Republicans, DeSarno Publicans. We're going to say, you know, this is our tree. No immigrants allowed, right? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't make sense at all, brother. It, it doesn't, doesn't make sense, make sense at all. No. It doesn't make sense at all. And I, I, it's still, I think one of the toughest problems. Um, well, there's a lot of problems, but one <laughs> of the hardest, hardest things is that we're trying to govern populations that didn't exist before. Uh, you know, even in the '60s, we we never were trying to govern a population this big. We were never trying to govern this many people. When they wrote the Constitution. They were trying to govern a, govern a few folks. Yeah. I, I mean, it was literally a few towns a, around around here. A few towns. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. trying to use the same idea two hundred years later for three hundred forty million people, and at the same time, they're trying to govern for the four billion people on the entire planet. I mean, that's part of the U.S.'s thing. That's a major problem to, in itself, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a big problem. I mean, how do you even do that? How do you begin? But more to your point, um, Google has talked about, Google has been doing this for a long time, where they pay their people more, and Apple, they pay their people more, they give them luxury uh, suites to, they basically give them living quarters to work in, and they make more money than anyone else. Anyone else. And I haven't figured out how, other companies aren't catching on to this. It's because like, Amazon's companies. not. Amazon's yeah. like, nope, we're going to minimum wage and we're going to work the heck out of these guys. We're going to work And I want to punish you for unionizing and, too, right? Yeah, we're going to punish <laughs> you. And I was so shocked that Starbucks was against it. Man. I was, I was shocked. They I was are like, super liberal. What are you doing? You literally <laughs> put Black Lives <laughs> Matters in a cup. Let's have a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> what, the, what the heck? It's just it's that whole thing about Union union has been, um, which is b bizarre, but union has been put in that box of, of liberal. It's like unions were not, you know, that's not how that started. Union started so people would start dying at work. You yeah. Know, union started so the little kids wouldn't have to work 12-plus uh, hour days in a coal mine. That's where, that's where they come from. That's facts. And, that's and they facts. don't, like, they don't. That's 100% fact. Every yeah. world power yeah. on planet Earth came from slave labor and child labor. Right. Every world power, yep. Russia, China, America, Britain. So you, you're like oh, slave labor, Absolutely. child labor. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the, the wealth of England. Where did, you know, the, the queen with all her wealth and they're so enamored with it. And the uh, U.S. seems to be so like, wow, that's so amazing. All those beautiful castles and things. And yeah, where did she get them? Exactly. Where did they get that money? Yeah, what? they pillaged it from they Africa and all of other places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. took it. <laughs> yeah, and they, well, and they divided up the world after World War Two. Absolutely. They, they well, that's why we got yeah. Egyptian. This is it, man. That's why we got Egyptian cotton. Oh, you guys are going to do a civil war in America. We're just going to go to Egypt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. No, man. I'm. I think this. Like, if I had to die for anything, which I'm willing to do, obviously. So, so my, my philosophy in life is everything is perfect. And that's hard as a, mm -hmm. as, as, mm -hmm. as a, oh, shoot. I was going to say as a black man, but it isn't. as a man to say everything is perfect is hard. As a human to say everything is perfect is hard. As a black man to say everything is perfect. Like I can think about all the contradictions why it's hard, but still at the, at the end of the day, it's perfect. And what we have is the result of our collective consciousness. Therefore, we've created the perfect reality of our collective consciousness. 
And there are your Joels and your Antonios raising it. But then enough of the Joels and Antonios, the John Stewart's, right? You know what I'm saying? And while, like, and, and I'm, I'm very leftist, but I'm, it's actually, I'm so conservative. I'm so liberal. And that's, and I, I, that's <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's yeah. actually, they actually got me in trouble in college yeah. because I don't, like, when it came to the scriptures, I was like, wait, 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 wait. That's not what's written. Wait, wait, wait. You just put philosophy in that scripture. Wait, don't do that. Like, don't do that. That's not what that's. That is not what this writer was talking about right here. Like that has way when you we went too far, professor, with this application. Like I literally got in trouble all the time. That's why I tell you, good trouble and trouble all the time because I'm so conservative. So what's my conservatism? I believe in six things. I'm so conservative. I believe in six things. I'm going to see if I can remember them. Hmm. We are one. <clears throat> damn, that might be one thing. Okay. Oh, no, no, we are one. Damn, I think I just dissed. I just think I just dismissed five things. Yeah, that fast. Yeah. Love, light. Yeah, I believe in three things. There you go. All right, everybody. I believe in three. Oh, free will. There it is. We are one. Love, light, free will. I believe in four things on planet Earth. That's how, like, I am so conservative that I only believe in four things. Like, imagine Donald Trump saying, I don't believe in anything but what I believe in. Like, 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 like imagine that, right? I'm so conservative, I believe in four things. And since I only believe in four things, it makes me liberal as hell. But, oh, you believe in that? Hmm. Doesn't bother free will. It doesn't bother my free will. Doesn't bother my light. Doesn't bother my love. Doesn't bother we are one. Please tell me about it. <laughs> I, I think that is one of the the biggest like fears of people in power and people that want a lot of power is free will. I mean, if, if you know, free will is a really scary thing for anyone who's <laughs> into power. Just wants all they want is power. Uh, free will is a, a scary, scary thing. Okay, and Joe, they, you're acting like you're yeah. on the left right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. Acting like I'm the left. Well, and it, I, I'll be honest with you. In the last two and a whoops, two and a half years since since uh, rioting broke out and etc. Um, and the what a the plight of a, the KKK has risen up in a way that I never thought imaginable in our current world. It really has opened my eyes about how much, how much people are held, and it's. I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, the middle class. You keep saying the middle class too. How much people are held down, yes. are are being you know purposefully held back and systematically. Systematically, Legally. that's the word. Yep. Yeah. Economically, all of it. Yeah. Whatever words you can think of is facts. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's. Um, it, yeah, if people really had free will, the world could be very different. It, it, it could be a very different thing. And the one, I'm not that money motivated. I believe you are, and I'm not. I'm not saying that as good no, or I bad. It. It's just a difference it. in in um, what our mission is. Maybe whatever it is. Yeah, because I'm you know, I'm so because, no no. You're actually right. I want to get a hundred yeah. billion dollars. Like yes. so, when it when I, I do a test, so I I, I do it. This is very good, Joe. I do a test to where. I say, okay, everybody, I want you to die. Like, Wait a minute, I'm not going to die, young man. Oh, well, calm down. I don't mean like actually die. Just pretend you're dead. And you get to spy on your funeral 
and the most important people in your life, they speak to you about, they speak about you at your funeral. And of course, and I always tell everybody, you ain't got that many important people in your life whose opinions you care about. And everybody has six or less. And most people have around three. Like, they'd be like, my, my daughter, right? my husband, right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Right? Just three A people. Few. Yeah, exactly. And I said, I want you to take their whole two-minute expression about you and put it into one or two words. And I've done this thousands of times, maybe tens of thousands of times. And only two people on this planet have said money. Some weird guy who has a lot of money right now. <laughs> and me. <laughs> yeah, like, and me. <laughs> like, the, and me. So I am clearly money motivated, but not because I like money. I want to get to $100 billion. I want to give 90% of the way because I'm convinced in my head that the city I'm attempting to build to create heaven on earth that gets rid of money costs ninety billion dollars. Oh, you be, you've got a number. You've got a number in mind. I have mind. a number, a in, number mind. in I think we have. I almost think we gotta do another podcast to talk about that. Just to talk yeah. about that. Oh, I, I gotta a, bring you on mine. I gotta, I no, I'd love to come that. on your podcast. Oh, no, I've been on so none. few. I'd love to come on oh, your podcast. No, that we'll take awesome. care of that. We'll, as soon that as we go yeah. off air, I'll, that I'll, be I'll, good. I will call. Uh, Diana, she was scheduled that immediately. That's M E G I. Immediately. Very yes. good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we should start wrapping it up. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Just just because um, we've been doing this a little while, <laughs> and uh, holy crap, it's been an hour thirty nine minutes. Look, isn't that cool? Oh my god! Because, because you are you know so some Joe Rogan numbers right now. <laughs> I would like to have some Joe Rogan. Numbers. It's funny because that is the person who inspired me to do this. He had Kevin, oh, he had uh, Kevin Smith on his podcast, and they were he, Kevin Smith was like the about, director. Kevin Smith, you're the director. He's and, one. He's he made me start a film company. Oh, that's awesome! Because he was saying, "Oh, anyone could do what you do, you know, but no one could do it like Joe Rogan. But anyone could do this." And I was like, "Hmm, really." <laughs> I but I, I want to wrap it up with my questionnaire. Yeah, sure. I have a, a short questionnaire, and uh, I'm really loving your presence. So this will, I know these answers will be different. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I am weird. Uh, do you like turtles? No. Okay. Stupid there you little go. slow things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ever thought about doing a podcast of your own? Well, I don't need to ask that. You've done a podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you believe in luck? This is always a good one. No. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, no. Short, short answer is no. I have a longer answer, but no. The answer is no. I believe luck is work your ass off. And from that vibration, lucky things are happen. That's yeah, what yeah. I believe. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, social media, good or bad? Bad. Bad. The okay. worst thing that ever happened to the internet, but I make a ton of money off of it. Well, so thank you so much. <laughs> Just because I don't like something, mean I'm not going to take advantage of it. Well, there you go. Uh, do, oh, do you have a favorite podcast other than your own? <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. Of course. I have my favorite podcast right now is the Jordan Peterson podcast. Right now. I think oh, Jordan okay. Peterson, the clinical yeah. psychologist, super <laughs> right. It's like he's super he's libertarian he's not even libertarian right uh, he's 
I think he is libertarian. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was going to put him further him than libertarian. After a while, I was going to put him further yeah, than libertarian. He kind of yeah. talks in circles sometimes. I think because he's so smart. He was actually one of the people I was referring to uh, uh, about the political correct movement. They, they oh, got okay. railroaded out of a job because he was saying things that were true. And well, it was true. He, he yeah. like, it was no true. Doubt. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, he was one of the, yeah, he was one of them. Uh, oh, you get any new furniture lately? A, a scotch glass. A scotch I, call, I call that <laughs> furniture. furniture. You can set it near you and it's going to keep you that's, comfortable. That's, right? that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, what is the last thing you bought online or, or, or someone else bought at your behest? Bought a spell book, actually. The oh, last wow. thing I bought a lot was right. a spell book. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> and that was for you or that? <laughs> I bought it as a gift for okay, I, take... I bought it as a gift for a witch. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah. Go, oh. yeah. So oh. I have a witch friend who has a powerful witch friend like me. And she she hand, she's in Honduras. She hand rolled me two hand rolled cigars. Oh wow! And 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 you never accept a gift from a witch ever, 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 ever. But the energy in the cigars were so fantastic. I sent her two gifts back, and one of those was a spell book. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That just happened. Excellent. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. I like, I'm starting to like my questionnaire. Uh, have you broken any laws lately? Ah, every day. Every, every day. single we actually do day. Every day. I mean, yeah, every <laughs> single day. I hate rules. I hate laws. I just don't break oh the one. Oh my gosh! I've heard of. I've heard police, of uh, yeah. where police will follow someone, you know, for like a few minutes, and they'll count how many laws they break. Just normal, <laughs> normal driving, driving around. Yeah. Uh, you ever want to do something else for a living? Did you? Did you ever have another dream job? Yes, I totally want to exploit some pretty girl with big breasts and pretty toes. I totally want to give her OnlyFans and then make $40,000 a month for no reason at all. But <laughs> wear your big breasts. Don't, don't, don't like show them, but then show your toes for all the foot fetish people. I think about <laughs> that all day long. <laughs> That's a very unique dream job for sure. Well, my wife has the most beautiful feet on the planet, and she's like, she used to be a foot bottle, so I guess it's like in my, uh, in my oh, brain wow. somewhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Football. <laughs> uh, do you believe in talent? No. It's kind of related to the luck question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I gave it. I gave yeah. it consistent answers. No, no good. I don't good. believe in talent. I do, but I don't. But most of me does not. I believe. I don't believe in talent, but I also don't believe that you can become an entrepreneur. I think you have to be born one. Entrepreneurship comes from, a, you got to take a lot of pain. And, and I'm a minority when thinking about that. If you can't take a lot of pain, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Mm, that's good. That's, that makes sense. That definitely yeah. makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, your podcast. We've already, we've already I'm sure answered. it's a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, and I mean, failure is part of it, right? You yeah, got to fail to succeed. Yeah, buddy. You uh, so we already answered this one, but I'll ask it again. Do you believe in a, a life after this? After absolutely, death? absolutely, I do. I believe in eight densities, love one, reincarnation, and then an infinite eight densities. And I believe that all of us, there are no mistakes, and all of us are always ascending. And karma, as we understand it, is the kindest, cruel thing pushing against you 
to wake you up and to send you to a higher level. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny when you talked about the funeral analogy, I, I always think, well, no, when I'm dead, I'm not, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to care. I'm just done. I'm moving on. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. it's like, you're done, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even people who believe in heaven believe in reincarnation. You just believe you're going to be a spirit. That kind of, I guess that's true. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 That's yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Well, then I yeah I always I always say that even scientists believe in reincarnation because you're going to oh, be yeah. atoms. If you disbelieve in science, you're going to turn into atoms. You're still going to be around. Is. You're going to be something. There it is. You'll be part of that universe that we have now conceived of <laughs> with these amazing pictures absolutely absolutely with the new telescope right the, the, the jswt yeah. all that stuff yeah absolutely man absolutely yes. mind-boggling somehow me and you have nothing in common but everything in common at the same time right, right. Like, that, that's awesome right, right? That's, that's true awesome. <laughs> that's totally true oh man <laughs> I, th- I thank you so much for coming on the podcast there was one more question i i forgot to ask can i sure. just call you mr t yeah, Does anyone work? call you that? I'm, I'm, no, nobody calls me that. But after that, I'm gonna give Mr. me some gold chains, Mr. T. and I'm a pity the fool. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's lovely. lovely. Oh, yeah, well, thanks so much for coming on. Thank it, you, it, it's it's been a really amazing conversation from the minute, even off before, even before we started. Before, it's been before, been way great. before. It it's took great. thirty seconds. It did. That was nice. All right, and so I will just say you've been listening to. Were you still talking? This is Joel Albrecht, and I've been talking to Antonio T. Smith Jr., or as I know him now, Mr. T. And, and we will have way more information about all this stuff uh, we've been talking about in the show notes. If you want to find any of those links, links to his YouTube, links to all the other thing, things we were talking about. Plus, we're gonna we're gonna do more of this. We're gonna do more of this this style podcast because this was really incredible so thank you so much as i always say be good to each other and be good to yourself